And uh, if you weren't here, you know, God does, he speaks to us. Boy, he speaks to us every single time that we come together. And it was just something that had been prayed out in ladies' prayer. It was just so strong that God was going to do some unusual things at Christmas time. It wasn't going to be Christmas as usual. And there were going to be family members that would come into the family of God. Well, I think 30 some people, that's a pretty good harvest. Woo! Amen. And if you have a wonderful testimony of what God did in your family over the holidays, we'd like to hear about it as well. Well, we are in the new year now. And I know everybody walks around and they say, Happy New Year. And that's good. And that's great. But I have a question for you tonight. What would your Happy New Year look like? What would happen this year to make you go, Woo, that was a happy year. Would it be like they just shared family members coming into the kingdom of God? Would it be people that have been backslidden in your lives and they get restored unto the Lord? Hallelujah. Would it be perhaps if there been some strife and some conflict in the family, would it be God completely restoring restoration in that whole relationship? That'd make you happy, I'm sure, wouldn't it? How about walking in divine health? and healing and strength and anything you've been believing God for to come into manifestation regarding that area, your physical body. Would that make you happy? Woo! I get happy just thinking about what can happen this year. What about walking in financial increase? Being able to give more than you've ever given into the kingdom of God. You know what? That'd make me go, woo! That'd make me get real happy because I believe in the kingdom of God and what he's doing and to be able to sow more than I've ever sown before. That'd make my heart happy. How about you? Perhaps getting a a new job or a promotion on an existing job. Wouldn't this make us all happy? Debt free in 2012. Woo! Whatever. I think it's a good thing, not necessarily to sit down and make New Year's resolutions, but to just think about it, to dream, to get your expectation out there, to use your faith. What would make your year be a happy year? Amen. Fulfilling what God has in store. Amen. Well, I just, I got this new little um, app on my iPad and it's the Webster's New World Dictionary. I've always liked looking up definitions, but I loved it when I just went and looked up the word happy. And the very first definition that came up was favored by circumstances, favored by circumstances. The second one was fortunate and I couldn't help but be reminded about all that pastor has been teaching. And if you've been missing any of these last few services, get the CD, go to the website and listen to it. I can't reiterate and I won't reiterate all the wonderful things that he has been saying about favor, but we're going to build on some of those wonderful truths tonight. We are expecting heavy fog. Amen. Amen. And just think about that, how that's connected. It, one of the definitions again of happy is favored, favored by circumstances. Are you declaring that 2012 is going to be a happy year? Are you declaring the favor of the Lord 
is showing up and showing out in my life like never before. And when I saw that definition, I was reminded again of, we call it the Christmas story, but you know what? It's not just the Christmas story. It's a message of salvation. When the angel came and spoke to Mary, and I want to look in Luke chapter one, verse 30. We'll just look at that one verse there. First of all, we'll look at it in the King James version, Luke one 30. And the angel said unto Mary, fear not for thou hast found what thou hast found what Favor. favor with God. And think about the result of her finding favor with God meant that this supernatural power was coming up on her, causing something to happen beyond the norm, Amen. causing something in her life that was extraordinary, yeah. that was unusual, and that was unlikely. So can we discern from that, that when the favor of God comes up on your life, there's going to be some unusual things happen. Yeah. There's going to be some things beyond the ordinary that happens. There's going to be some extraordinary things. There's going to be some exceedingly, abundantly, over and above what we can think, some yeah. things that would just blow our mind, but they're not going to come from our mind. They're going to come from our spirit. Hallelujah. When we do what we heard this morning, when we walk in the path of the righteous, when we stay on the right on the right road. Amen. I get so excited and I know I shouldn't scream and I have a mic on, but I just can't help it. I'm excited about the word of God. We are expecting this highly favored of God to come upon this. And I love this. I looked this up yesterday in the message, the same passage, Luke 1, verse 30, in the message translation. And it says, we'll give them, yeah, they got it up there. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Well, Mary certainly got a surprise. Now, none of us in here, none of us ladies have had a miraculous conception. But if I were to ask, there could be some oops and some surprises. They might be over in CIA or in the nursery right now. You know what that means to get a surprise in that fashion. And of course... All little ones are blessings of the Lord and they were a good surprise, even if they weren't planned. But Mary knew what it meant to get a surprise. Let's think about it again. Another natural illustration. Have any of you ever been the recipient of a surprise birthday party? Or a surprise gift. And you know, the, the party, the gift was just wonderful. But really, when you think about it, the best part of it was that somebody loved you enough to go to all the trouble to plan this wonderful party or to give you this wonderful gift. And that's the biggest, greatest thing about the surprise is that they wanted to bless you, that they wanted to express their love. And they went to all this trouble and all these details to show you that you were valued and that you were important and that you were loved. They wanted to surprise you. 
Well, one of the leading prophets in the land, Brother Kenneth Copeland, has declared that 2012 is a year of surprise. Woo! A year of God saying, surprise! Woo! I'm going to do something for you that you weren't expecting. Isn't that what it is when somebody walks into a room and it's all dark and they got people hidden there and everything? What do people holler? Surprise! Well, God is saying, surprise! I've got some things planned for you that you have not been expecting, that you can't even imagine in your wildest dreams if you will walk in the path of the righteous and you will follow after me. I'm going to bless you beyond what you can imagine, dream, or think. Hallelujah. It's not going to be the same old, same old. Listen to what the word surprise means. To come upon you suddenly or unexpectedly. And I like this. Unusual, astounding, and to amaze. Unusual, astounding, and to amaze. I declare to you that God is going to do some things, not only in our individual lives, not only in this body of believer, but around the world that people are going to stand and take note and say, that's amazing. That's astounding. That could only come to pass by God. That was divine intervention. That was supernatural. Did you see how that whole multitude was healed in an instant time? Did you see how that whole nation was one to the Lord in a day? I believe that. Things have been prophesied about that happening for years and I believe it. God's got ways. God's got means. God's got avenues where nations can be shaken in a day's time where uh, ungodly dictators and, and ungodly laws and governments can be shaken and crumble and fall and people's eyes open and they receive the truth. They receive the gospel. That's on a wide scale. But on your individual life, we need to be anticipating. We need to be expecting surprises from God. The unusual, the the astounding, the amazing to happen where that we just take up note and we go, whoa, God, I didn't even see that coming. That's a blessing. I wasn't even believing you for, but here you just showed up and showed out. Hallelujah. Are you willing to stretch your faith? And believe God to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. See, we have to expect these things. We have to do what's right. We have to live right. We have to have our heart right. We have to be full of the word of God, full of the spirit. We got to be all of those things. You know what they do? They put us in position. Pastor had us praying the Ephesians prayers, you know, doctrinally or however you would say it legally. We are raised up together with Jesus. We are made to sit together with him in heavenly places. When we come into the family of God, we have a place and we have a position. But did you know that one of the things that the enemy constantly does? He wants your seat. 
He's not welcome to sit at the father's table. He doesn't have a chair. So he's constantly trying to get your seat through distractions, through lies, through saying, oh, you're unworthy. Oh, you're this and you're that. Oh, the Bible isn't true. The word doesn't work. What is he doing? He's trying to get you to turn around and look at his distractions and ultimately to get you up from the father's table, get you out of your place and your position. Don't be moved from your place. Take a stand on what's going to happen in your life this year. Don't have the attitude, okay, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. No, we determine, we prophesy, we declare how things are going to be. And we stand our ground and we get in our place and in our position. Amen. And we're going to see new and exciting things coming about in our lives this year. Amen. Amen. We have not seen everything that God wants to do. None of us have arrived. None of us have expanded the vastness of our God. He's great. He's big. And he has ways and means to do things in our lives that we have not even begun to tap into. I like this scripture over in Isaiah chapter 43. We'll look at it in the Amplified. Isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19 in the Amplified. Do not earnestly remember the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness. I don't know what 2011 was like for you. It could have felt like a wilderness experience. It could have felt like you were in a place of testing and trials. But God promises us, I will make a way in the wilderness. There's always a way out and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm going to bring you out of that place of difficulty. Wilderness typifies difficulty. It typifies testing. It, it typifies a hard place. But he said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. And it's not a way for you to stay in the wilderness. It's a way for you to get out of that place and come into a new place. And then don't you like this? How he said, I will make rivers in the desert that speak to us of a dry place. It may feel like that in 2011, you were sitting by a dry riverbank, but he says, I'm going to make rivers in dry places. Those areas that seem difficult and hard. He's bringing refreshing to them. I declare that the rivers in dry places are means that we're going to have water 
That's rising. Hallelujah. The river is flowing. The pool is being stirred. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. He's moving. He's working. Things are changing in the name of Jesus, bringing us out of wilderness places, making rivers in dry places. Glory be to God. The other day, as we were praying by the spirit of God, uh, begin to talk about Um, We won't take time to look over there. But in John chapter 5 is the account of the lame man, the sick man who was sitting by the pool of Bethesda. He'd been there for many years. The Bible says that he'd been sick for 38 years. And it was kind of an interesting place where that every once in a while, an angel would come down and touch the water. And when he touched the water and it was moved, whoever stepped in first was healed. So you had all of these sick people sitting around this pool with their eye on the water, waiting for the water to be troubled. And Jesus showed up in the midst of all of those sick people one day. And the scripture only records to us that this one man was the only one that he went and talked to. But when Jesus said to him, what's going on here? What do you want? Of course, the man said, I want to be healed, but I have No man. I have no man. And what does that say to us? That says to us that he was saying he had his eyes on a man. And he was saying, because I don't have people to help me. Because I don't have a man to lift me up and put me in the pool. Then I cannot be healed. But Jesus showed up on the scene. And when Jesus showed up on the scene, he said, be healed. And the man was healed, of course, by Jesus showing up. But what does that speak to us? That tells us that the waters can be troubled and the 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 spirit of God can be flowing and be moving. But people get their eyes off of what God is doing and they get them on man. And they say, well, this can't happen in my life because I don't have a good paying job. This can't happen in my life because I've gotten a bad report from the doctor. But the Lord is saying, don't look unto man. Don't lean unto the arm of the flesh. For the arm of the flesh is shortened and what man can do is limited. But my arm is not shortened. Don't get your eyes on man don't get your eyes on the problem but look to me look to me I'm the one that troubles the waters I'm the one that brings about that healing flow brings about that refreshing flow oh hallelujah let's just stop and thank him here oh hallelujah Lord, we look to you. Lord, our eyes are upon you. We are not limited. We are We're going to look to you. You are the one. Hallelujah. You are the one that brings change. You are the one that stirs the waters. Hallelujah. You are the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, you are the one who gives direction. When we don't know what to do, Lord, we declare it. Our eyes are on you. 
Hallelujah. Our eyes are not on our bank account. Our eyes are not on the economy. Our eyes are not on the government. Our eyes are on you. Hallelujah. And as long as we continue to look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith, you know what we're going to be? We're going to be happy. We're going to be one happy people because our trust and our hope is not in man. It's not in the arm of flesh. It's not about who we don't know, but it's about who we do know. Woo! Glory be to God. It's about who we do know. I know him. Do you know him? If you know him, then you know you can trust him. And when you have your hope and your trust and your confidence in him, you are blessed. You are fortunate and you are one happy people. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We trust in you. We rejoice in you. Glory be to God. Woo. Now we looked at the word happy. Let's just go on here just a little bit more. Happy was not just favored by circumstances, but it was, that is one of the definitions favored by circumstances. We're not expecting and believing for the worst. We are expecting even bad circumstances to turn around for our good. How many of you are expecting divine connections? You are expecting doors to be opened by God. You are expecting supernatural appointments. You are are expecting the right people to come into your life that will bring you help. Our eyes are not on people, but when our eyes are on God, he will orchestrate and he will use people to be a blessing in your life. People are not our source. God is our source, but people can be an avenue. So we ought to be declaring it. I'm in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. I'm connected with the right people I'm favored by circumstances favored by circumstances hallelujah even if a bad circumstance has showed up in my life my God is a God who makes a way in the wilderness my God is a God who makes rivers to spring forth in dry places who turns bad situations and circumstances around glory be to God and causes blessing to come into my life you may have heard me tell this story before but when I was 21 years old my mother died and she had been believing God and I had been given some books by brother Hagen and had already been talking about going to Ramah and she died in January of 1976 and it just set me back I didn't know whether I should go to Ramah anymore I was living 
home with my dad and helping with my two younger brothers. I was 21 years old. She was 51 years old. But I, there was something. I almost didn't go to Rama. On the inside of me, I kept thinking, well, maybe I should just wait a year. But then when I would think about that, I'd get a check. You know what that means? You were, just didn't feel right on the inside. And my dad been such a godly man that he was. He said, no, honey, you go ahead and go to Rama. I'll pay your tuition. I'll help you get moved down there. And I had to press through some things. I had to press through grief. I had to press through questions of, of well, why, why didn't she get healed? And it wasn't really a super comfortable situation to go ahead and go. But I pressed through. It was a bad situation, a bad circumstance. You know what? The day that I moved into Rama, went over to the apartment, the lady said, oh, you're going to Rama. Well, maybe you want to check on this young man who moved in downstairs from you. He moved in with just a few boxes, no furniture, no car. And I understand he's going to Rama the very first day. So I knock on the door and as they say, the rest is history. You know who that young man was? Even when you're in the midst of a circumstance that you don't understand, you can say, Lord, I'm declaring your favor in my circumstance. Your favor is coming on this situation and you're going to turn it around. But see, I had to be led. I had to push through what I didn't understand to get in the right place and to be in position for the favor of God to show up and to show out in my life. And God's no respecter of persons. If he'll do that for a 21 year old girl who hardly knew anything about the word of God, he will do it in your life. If you seek him, if you say, Lord, I'm declaring your favor is showing up in every area of my life. And because of that favor of God coming upon that situation, I have been, I believe him too, we have happily been married for almost 35 years. Talk about happy. 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 Highly favored. Fortunate to be in the will and in the plan of God. Can you take some more? Oh, yeah, it's early. Look over at Psalms 146, verse 5. I'm building a case on the word of God for us to be happy. Yeah. Happy in the Lord. Yeah. Glory be to God. Not sad, sorry, sick, broke, and disgusted. We're going to be happy, blessed, prosperous, healthy, strong, full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. We're going to live according to the word of God. Psalms 146 verse 5 in the Amplified. It says this, happy, blessed, fortunate, enviable is he who has the God of, and then I like this, special revelation, special revelation to Jacob for his help, whose hope is in his Whose hope is in the Lord, his God. That stands out to me. Special revelation. Did you know that you are blessed? You are fortunate to have inside information. 
Not necessarily inside Wall Street. Not necessarily inside what's happening in the government. But listen, we got better information than anything in the natural. We have inside information. Inside this beautiful word of God. It's what we need to put us over in life. That's why we're blessed. That's why we're fortunate. That's why it says we are enviable. You know, there are people out there in the world that they are not happy campers right now. There's a lot of sad and sorry people out there. You know why they're sad? Because God is not their Lord. They don't know what's going on in the world. They don't have any peace. They don't have any joy. Folks, we ought to be different. We are bought with the price. We are redeemed. We are purchased with the blood of the Lamb. We got the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. We got the peace of God that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. We are in covenant with the covenant keeping God. We've got the promises of the word of God that said he'd meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Then I got a question for you. Why are you so stressed out? We don't need to be stressed out. We don't need to be sorry and sad. We need to be acting like blessed, happy, fortunate, because we have special revelation. We know things that people that are not born again don't know. That's right. For one thing, we know God is our God. For one thing, we know he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He said, you can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth you. He said, I'm going to infuse you with inner strength. I'm going to make you able and fit for anything and everything that comes your way. He said, I am more than a conqueror. He didn't say you're going to be the conquered. He didn't say you're the tail. Tell. He said, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. He said, the devil is under your feet. Hallelujah. I'm here to give you a happy word tonight. You ought to be happy just when you think about the goodness of the Lord. When I think about the Lord and what he's done for me. When I think about his goodness and how he set me free. I want to shout, shout, shout. Woo! Happy. Happy. Happy are the people. Woo! Who's God? Is the Lord. That scripture said that we are happy. We are blessed. We are fortunate. Woo! Some people say fortunate just means, oh, you're just lucky. No, we are not lucky. It's not because we carry a little rabbit's foot around in our pocket or we have a little clover leaf that we are having goodness come our way. It's because we are blessed. Blessed. 
blessed to be born again. Blessed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Can you handle one more scripture? I don't know if I can. I just feel a shout coming on here. Psalms 145 verse 15. Again in the Amplified. Oh, hallelujah. My help and my hope is in the Lord. I can live above circumstances. Whoo, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Psalms 144, verse 15, again in the Amplified. Happy and blessed are the people who are in such a case. Yes, happy and blessed. Here it is again. Fortunate, And then he even adds some more words here. We got another word now. Prosperous. We need this scripture up in the Amplified if you can. Prosperous. To be envied are the people whose God is the Lord. Happy. Let's just look at all these things that we're supposed to be. Can you all just help me figure it out here? We're supposed to be what? Happy. Blessed. Happy, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and to be envied. Woo! Hallelujah! (laughs) That to me sounds like a group of people that are highly favored of the Lord. Who are just compassed about with the favor of God. And he says, happy and blessed are the people who are in such a case. Now notice, he didn't say we're supposed to be a case. We're not supposed to have so many issues in our life that we become a case study that nobody can figure out. No, he said, don't be a case. Be in a case. Be in a state (laughs) of happy and blessed and fortunate. Where is the happiest state? Where is the happiest case? Well, I hate to disappoint some of you, but the happiest place on earth is not Disneyland. (laughs) If you've ever been there on July 4th or on a holiday, you would have to say, oh, amen. But the happiest place is in his presence. The happiest place is in his word. The happiest place is walking in the past that he has prepared. Amen. The happiest place is knowing God. That's right. Putting your full trust and confidence yeah. in him. Right. The happiest place is having such intimate fellowship and communion with him face to face and heart to heart and being secure yeah. in his love for you. That he loves you more than life itself. That he's watching over all the affairs of your life. That he's upholding you by the word of his power. That he has his angels encamped round about you to bring protection. And to look after you and oversee you in all of your ways. That's happiness. That's true happiness. Happy are the people 
whose God is the Lord. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. I'm happy, Lord, because I know I can trust you. I'm happy, Lord, because I'm saved. Glory be to God. I'm happy because I know that this earth is not my final destination. I'm happy because I know I'm not going to hell. Woo, I'm happy. I'm happy because I know that heaven is my home. But I'm even happier when I think about I can have days of heaven upon the earth. I'm happy because I know that all that heaven has to offer is available to me. Heaven's resources are available to me. I'm happy when I think about I have heaven's answers for earth's problems. This earth can be difficult. This earth can be hard and we're not going to turn it in top that trial testimony. But folks, we even though the test and the trials may come, I hear the spirit of God say, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And know that. That even though the world may be rocking and reeling. Under the attacks and the pressure from the enemy. There's another shaking that is going on in the realm of the spirit. And that shaking is happening because my glory is hovering and my glory is about to cover the entire earth and my glory and my goodness is greater than any work of the devil. So be happy that you are on the side of the Lord. Be happy that you belong to me for we are the ones that win. Hallelujah. We are the ones that overcome. So get So rise up and look up. Don't look down at all that's going on in the world. Don't set your eyes upon all the turmoil that is going on even in your nation. But look up and look unto me for I am the glory and I am the lifter of your head. And when your eyes are upon me, I will show you what to say. I will tell you how to pray. I will give you the right words to speak in line with my word that will bring change. Everything in this world, every person can change. And you know why? Because I can't change, says the Spirit of God. I can't change. So that means everything else has to change. Woo! Hallelujah. I am the Lord God and I change not. Glory to God. So be happy that you are hooked up with an unchanging God who will barreso to whose word is true. If you find it in my word, take it. If you see it in the scriptures, receive it and get happy in 
your heart for I am the one that will bring it to pass. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Glory to God. Ha 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 ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I think of your goodness, when I think of what you've done for me. Woo. Hallelujah. When I think, ha ha ha. When I think about what you are about to do. It's been good and it's been great in some respects, but you can be happy because according to my word, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. It's not going to get worse and worse. It's going to get better and better for those that are washed in the blood of the lamb, for those that will align themselves to my will and my plan, for those that will stay on the right path. Woo! Days of heaven on earth. Days of heaven on earth. Better, 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 better than before. And for those of you that something has been stolen from you in 2011. If you will press in, if you will believe my word, it shall be restored. It shall be made better than before. So get happy and rejoice ahead of time for the best is yet to come. Woo! Hallelujah!